Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 405 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Jeremy, as always, is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. And yeah, it's just us. That's, I mean, I guess that's why you guys tune in, because us. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, before I get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Mjordson, Hoppin' Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Carlos, you were telling me something about our patrons just the other day. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, so you're familiar with libraries, right? What they are? Yeah, I'm They're familiar with libraries. Repositories of knowledge. Yeah, I, I, I love a good library. Library. Yeah, and uh, you know how like they, they sort books using the Dewey Decimal System, right? Yeah, the library uses the and Dewey you, Decimal and, System. And I'm sure you're also familiar that like the creator of the Dewey Decimal System was kind of a whole kind of a bit of a fucking asshole. Wasn't right? he a librarian? Well, no, he was not. He was not a librarian. No, that's a country. Liberia? Yeah, you know, <laughs> full of the 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 li- Libyans. That's where. It, <laughs> well, the like, was, yeah. Uh, granted, like most li- uh, most of the Libyans become librarians. Like as, you mean uh, librarians, as of course. But I yeah. think you're saying it wrong. Maybe. But uh, uh, so they are, they're trying to replace the Dewey Decimal System. Is what our uh, okay? Our <laughs> Why are they trying to replace the Dewey Decimal System? Well, because Dewey Decimal himself was a fucking asshole, so that's why. Oh, I didn't know that. That I was have, just I, I haven't I haven't looked into the. Oh yeah, uh, no, there's a Behind the Bastards all about it. I know. Uh, oh, so you, so you were familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, so that's what uh, I'm not going to go into details on why. But he was, just take my word for it, shitty person. And they're just that, yeah. now the question is, you might be asking, how? How was he a shitty person? No, or well, how? I mean, how how are they going to sort all the oh, books then alphabetically? No. Not alphabetically. By page and number. And not, not with decimals. No. Uh, Fractions. You see, they decided that the best way to like handle books at a library is to introduce people to books maybe they're not expecting even. So, like, they're, randomizer. so books are, set, are sorted into, like, the basic categories, like, very basic categories, like... Uh, like, oh, you have a science fiction section, you have a history section, and like they have these basic s- sections, and that's it. That's the only sorting they're involved. Okay. Like, they're, like books are put on the shelves haphazardly. Well, that's the new system. So there, there's, there isn't a system, is what you're saying. No, they're, they're into categories, but like it's, it's on purpose, though. Because that way you're just gonna come across if you're in the library. Wait, no, no, you're gonna come on, across wait. more stuff. So they're random on purpose. Yeah, and that makes it a system. Yes. How is that different than random on accident? Well, because it's a controlled chaos. No, there is no control in this chaos, except you're saying it's chaos. Also, it's really easy for librarians. Well, yeah, they just gotta slap some shit on a book. Well, yeah, they just gotta toss it in the right category. That's it. I have, I have, I have a hypothetical situation for you, and I want to know sure. how the librarians are going to handle it. Yeah. All right. So I come in to the librarian with my child, who's looking for a magic school bus book. Right. We go over to the children's section, yep. which 
no longer necessarily has children's books in it. No, no, it has children's books in there. They're just not organized in any no, way. You, no, why, why would they be organized by... You said there was no organization. No, it's yeah, and they're the categories. Oh, they're still in the categories. Yeah. Okay, all right. I was trying to understand how we were not going to allow no, no, they're in accidental their erotic fiction in yeah. the children's section. No, no, okay. they're just in their regular categories. All right. Just not sorted besides that. Okay, another hypothetical situation. Sure. All right. I come in with my child. We go to the children's section, and he wants a Magic the School Bus book, right? Mm-hmm. All we can find is Thomas the fucking tank engine, and he starts having a goddamn meltdown on the floor because I can't find Magic School Bus. I go to a librarian, and I say, hey, where is your Magic School Bus books? Uh, They're going to ask you to leave because you have a noisy child. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that that was the new policy. Yeah, like, we're not going to, like, they're not going to change the policy for being quiet in a library. Well, no, but w- this would have been solved had I known where to find. And it's solved by you leaving. <laughs> it's a pretty good system. It's a pretty great system. I kind of love it. Can we just start using that system now? <laughs> All right, well, if you'd like to uh, help in this effort of organized chaos in libraries, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Oh, man. Carlos, what have you been up to? Uh, not too much. Uh, brought my guitar in to just have a quick look at because I had like a, some like uh, cracks that were spreading, but it looks like uh, it might be just, it's just like the poly uh, earthing uh, coating on it that's just cracking. So I'll just have to get that touched up probably in the summer when it's like a little bit more... When the humidity is a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, besides that, just continued pr- my practice in guitar. This is the longest oh, your I've ever... doing? The longest I've ever practiced guitar for. Like, and like uh, so like, uh, and not, they're, they're doing fine. Like, I have like slight numbness at the tips of my uh, fingers as like, uh, just because, you know, just hitting those chords. Yeah. Uh, still not good. Not going to be good for quite a long time. I say that like I know how guitars work. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, like uh, one of the things I was doing was like during Games Done Quick this last week, where the charity speedrunning marathon, where uh, they just play games as fast as possible. Oh, do you know what the final number was? Uh, I did not take a look. I, I can look it up while you're yeah. talking. But uh, there's a lot of good runs, and so like I, like partway through the day, like if, uh, on the days that I wasn't working when I was watching it. I would uh, just like play guitar for a little bit while watching because, like, I don't have to like uh, I don't have to pay a whole lot of attention to a lot of, to most of the stuff happening on screen. So, yeah, but that that's been uh, that was watching games and cook was a lot of fun. Uh, I think one of my favorite runs was a Mario Shuffler where it was like the Super Mario Brothers All Stars, the except the Japanese version of it, and it was like every thirty seconds to a minute, it would shuffle from one game to a different game in the same collection. So like it didn't care what you're doing in the game at the time. At the time, like the the player she had to uh, handle it. Like so, like so there's times where uh, she's flying with the cape, and then like she comes back to that, and it's like she just falls out of the air because like you don't she doesn't have like the uh, the the pattern down. She's because she doesn't she's not doesn't know that she's going back to that uh, screen. So that was a lot of fun. That sounds uh, like a lot of fun. I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, yeah, but there and like Ratchet Clank was always is always fun. Uh, Ape Escape is like is always weird. Just what they're able to do with those mechanics. Yeah, but a lot of fun this year. Okay, what was the total? Uh, two point six million. 
Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, max donation was a hundred thousand. Uh, average donation was sixty six thirty five, and median median donation was twenty five bucks. Well, those are pretty high averages. Yeah. 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 So what? Uh, yeah, that's about it. I haven't been up to anything. Well, else. it's also your birthday, oh, and yeah. you made your birthday chili yeah. on the right day this year. Yeah, no, I made it on the right day. Woke up at like in the morning at like an ungodly time of like nine o'clock, and went shopping to beat the church crowd. And uh, yeah, and I got chili to eat tomorrow. So nice. I like that you made an entire pot of chili for tomorrow. Oh, like I'm gonna have dinner tonight, so it turns out yep. like I'm just and like I had bought steaks also, so I was like I could have had steak for dinner. So like actually, that I, there wasn't actually a way where I was gonna have chili tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what have I been up to? I think is the next yeah. question, right? Um, I let's uh, so Monday started. I had my first snowboarding lesson. Yeah. Um, which went well, except I hurt myself. Um, so we'll see if tomorrow's snowboarding lesson happens. I can at least raise my arm up and I'm like, I'm like worried about hurting myself some more, but also like I've already paid for the lessons and they're non-refundable. Yeah. So like, so you, so you, you fell, but like you didn't like hit your ribs or anything. You just somehow tore a muscle or something. Something. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I thought like it, it felt like a bruised rib, but it's healed more rapidly than that. Yeah. So I'm guessing I pulled a weird muscle. Like there's muscles like between the ribs apparently. Yeah. And so I guess I tore one or uh, pulled one of those. Um, and so you do more yoga. Apparently. Jeez. With the weird muscle groups. Like, is there like a, a routine is for there like a weird, weird muscle? <laughs> Like a weird, weird yoga. yoga. Yeah. I need to talk to my girlfriend. She might know. Um, and then uh, this weekend, I went uh, camping up on the North Shore. Uh, we were supposed to do a two night uh, overnight, but because of my injury, I was only able to do one. Uh, but we went snowshoeing in. Uh, trails weren't broken, but I don't know. It was, it was a little chilly, but it was so cool. Like it was just beautiful, beautiful camping. Um, so, did that. Uh, over the weekend, and I feel like there was other stuff I did this week, but I can't. I should look at my calendar, and then I might remember what I did. Maybe I didn't do much. I think I just watched a lot of AGDQ. If I'm being completely honest, oh, I made I did a, made a steak dinner on Tuesday. That was pretty great. Yeah, that was literally it. I oh uh, well got ice diving certified last. We talked about that last week. Good so. thing you did that before you injured yourself snowboarding. That's what I was thinking too. Because, like, I have snowboarding lessons today or tomorrow and ne next week. And then I have, like, a bunch of diving coming up and, like, other things. And, yeah, it's a whole thing. But, yeah. Uh, I guess that w that seems like a lot for a week, but apparently not. Carlos, what, what are you, what are you, like, why do you have a monocle? I don't, I don't understand. Oh, I, I see what's going on. <laughs> We're trying to class this up. Why are you classing this up? I don't... Because we got a... What? Oh, my fancy pants are right here. Yeah, yeah. I guess I need to put these on. Oh, my pinky. It's sticking straight out. Yeah, you know, like it's, it doesn't curl back. I... I... I uh, no! <laughs> well, I guess we just didn't need to embrace the fanciness. Yeah. So, because we got the... Uh, we're doing something new. We are doing something new. We are doing a fancy pants wine tasting. Mmm... 
For the past ten years, we've been drinking the common swill beer. And now, we're going to learn about the beverage of kings. Wine. Ah. I wasn't sure, like, what the beverage of kings was. I was, I was, I was like, what is it? What, what do the kings drink? Um... I don't. I don't really know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. No. But in all seriousness, twenty twenty three, we're going to learn about wine because right now uh, we currently know fuck all about wine. I think that's the technical term for how much we know about wine, right? Yeah. No. So it can be red. It can be white, and then we drink it. That's. I think that sums it up. What What do you know about wine before we go into this? Well, I know that classically it comes from uh, grapes. Uh, what do you mean classically? Like, oh, <laughs> well, like there's like this, uh, there could be some that don't come from uh, grapes. In which case, I don't want to say it only comes from grapes. <laughs> I'll say that classically it comes from grapes, and maybe there's some other versions out there that don't come from grapes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, normally, it's alcoholic. Sometimes yep. it comes in a box. <laughs> Sometimes in a can. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten wine drunk off like way back. Uh, we had like just a, a box wine in the fridge and like I think yep. we finished it up one night and like that got me a hangover. Yep. At the point in time in my life where I rarely got hangovers. Yeah. That Franzia box. Woo. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, not a whole lot. I, also, I, I've gone to uh, like uh, a wine place. a few place. wineries. Yeah. yeah a few wine the, tastings. And like they, it's been fine. Uh, I can't really say what type I prefer because I haven't had a lot of wine. Uh, do you, Do you have a color that you prefer? Uh, red I like, or white? I like an opaque color. Oh no, like red or white? Yeah, like a red. Red. Okay. Probably. Um. Yeah. I guess my baseline is uh the wine that we're talking about. Uh, always comes from grapes. Like, Wait, is champagne a wine? Champagne is a wine. I don't like campaign. I'm just going to put that out there. You like, you, uh, what about Prosecco? I don't think so. I don't know. You had, we had that when we made the Aperol Spritzes. You didn't like the Aperol Spritzes. Did you try yeah, the Prosecco I, on its own? I didn't ha- not have that okay. by itself. So you, you're not a big fan of sparkling wines. Mm-hmm. You don't want your wine to have bubbles. Like, I, I think bubbles are fine. It's just that uh, champagne just doesn't, I don't, like there's nothing there to enjoy. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's sparkly and it's got it's alcoholic and that's about it. Okay. There's other beverages. Well, we will we will get to champagne at some point because <laughs> I think there's only so many kinds of wine. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it can be expensive. I know that there's a lot of like fancy expensive talk. About but it can wine. also be cheap. It can also be cheap, like most shot. boozes. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, fermented from grapes, unless we're talking about like like wines that are fermented from other things have fun names like mead. And I guess cider is technically could be considered a wine. I guess there's apple wine though, which I'm not really sure what the difference between si- hard cider and apple wine is. But classically from grapes. Classically from grapes. <laughs> classically from grapes. Uh, red and white. Uh, so one you're not supposed to pair with fish. I don't remember which one, but eh, don't need a lot of fish. Um, but yeah, so this uh, what we're tasting today is a Pinot Noir um, or a Pinot Noir. Oh, I thought it'd be uh, it'd be translated as like a like a. It's actually translated to black pine. Ah, so the pinot is pine. Uh, pine. Pinot is pine. Black is noir. Um, yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, so would you like to, uh, the one specifically that we have is line 39, um, Pinot Noir from California. So what is uh, that? 2020. What is that smell from wine? Like wine always has that like whiny smell. Like it's like not ammonia that it smells like. But- uh, the, I, like there's like just the like the, a sulfur yeah maybe not sulfur is not the right word for it I don't know like it's this, the weird smell that I, I like that wine has like it's just that's normally what throws me off so let me uh, let me tell you a little bit about Pinot Noir while you're smelling and tasting yeah. and doing that thing uh, and Pinot, swirling and in my swirling, glass yeah. as uh, is the style as is the style I, that pinky better be way the fuck out uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pinot Noir is the world's most popular light-bodied red wine. It is loved for its red fruit, flower, and spice aromas that are accentuated by a long, smooth finish. Pinot Noir is a thin-skinned grape variety that is nav- native to Burgundy, France. Uh, Pinot Noir vines tend to prefer more intermediate climates with long, cool growing seasons. For this reason, you'll find Pinot Noir growing in protected valleys or near large bodies of water. Pinot Noir is produced around the world despite being notoriously difficult to grow. Pinot Noir uh, wines are light to medium body and range in style from light and fruity to complex with aging capability. In France, Pinot Noir is labeled by the region in which it is grown, like Burgundy. It is also a key variety in Champagne. A very versatile food pairing wine, it's higher uh, it's high acidity and lower tannins. Um, Pinot Noir pairs particularly well with duck, chicken, <laughs> pork, and mushrooms. Um, California Pinot Noir, which this one is, uh, usually has cherry, raspberry, allspice, Darjeeling tea, and vanilla. The United States is very diverse. That said, the lion's share of American Pinot Noirs comes from California. While California may otherwise be too warm for this grape, you'll find Pinot Noir excels in places that receive cooling breezes and morning fog uh, from the Pacific Ocean. Hang on, I need a taste of my beer. That's This isn't the beer segment. I know, but I'm reading and beer's quenching. Uh, the ocean uh, cooling breezes from the Pacific Ocean. The ocean moderates the temperatures in places like Sonoma, southern Napa Valley, and the central coast, including Santa Barbara. California Pinot Noir is typically rich, fruity, and lush in style. The ample sun and controlled temperatures make it easy for winemakers to pick at the perfect moment when ripeness is optimal. Besides brooding rich fruit flavors, many of these wines have subtle allspice undertones from aging and imported French oak barrels. Um, would you like the tasting notes from line 39 for this beer, or do you want to tell me what you taste? I want to say what I taste. Perfect. All right, so uh, let me just take another sip here. So, like, I, have, very... I haven't read these yet, so I'm going to try not to. So it's uh, like very dry on the roof of the mouth, uh, but I, I kind of like that. I, I kind of like that uh, the dryness aspect to it. Mm. Uh, the... The fruit, like and like, I see this with with a lot of wine. Like when I've tasted, like it's like the the fruitiness is kind of is very understated, for it being something that is classically made from grapes. And uh, but you know, it's, it's like I actually like I like this like uh, the flavor going for. I, I don't I'm, let me see if I can pick up any of those any spices. I think I'm getting cherry in the nose. Mm. Um, it's very like tannic, like it has that like tannic, uh, red wine feel on my tongue. So like Oak. So there's probably some vanilla in here somewhere. Right. 
No, you, you just swished it. Uh, I don't know. As what is classically the style. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do with wine. As they do in Rome, you swish the wine between your teeth <laughs> as if you. <laughs> to aerate it. As if you were mouthwashing with it. <laughs> what else are you supposed to do with That's wine? why you go on wine, wine tastings as the, they classically have the bucket for you to spit in after you wash your mouth out with the wine. Mm, mm. <laughs> Oh, don't do that. That burns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, though. It's like a... There's something there that I can't quite put my finger on. Like, one of the things I will say about, like, wine in general is, like, you don't get, like, the, the burning, boozy uh, kind yeah. of... Yeah. Like, how, how strong is it? Uh, 13.5%. All right, so, like, it's a UV vodka. 13.5%? No, it's... Uh, it's, like, 20, uh, 26 uh, proof? I thought, UV, UV. I thought UV was, like, 40 proof. It's, like, 30. If it's flavored, it's, like, 30. Is it really? They're, they're, or like, there are flavored ones that are, like, pretty low. Uh, UV vodka is sixty proof. Oh, really? I, th- yeah. I, 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 can't, I for some reason I remembered it as like uh, not so high. Yeah, so that'd be thirty percent. Thirty percent, got it. So double. All right. Um, okay. Do you want to know the flavors? Because I don't know if I. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so hang on. Hand. Uh, would you classify it? Let's let's do this. Would you classify this um, this wine as light or full bodied? I think light. Yeah, I would say light. Um, dry mm-hmm. or sweet? Dry. I would also go with dry. Okay, so we have a... Uh, uh, so would you say fruity or spicy? We're going we're gonna to try to break this down. <sighs> uh, so my guess, my guess right now it's is... It's not very fruity, uh, but like the spices aren't like in your face. So I don't know, I'd say somewhere in between. And you're saying dry, light, and in between. Yeah. I'm saying dry, light, and fruity. Sure. All right. I'm going to pull up the thing. From the producer, dark cherry, vanilla bean, pomegranate, and red licorice characterize the aromas of our Pinot Noir. Bright cherry, hints of earth, mushroom, and toasty oak open up on the palate. Enjoy a soft, plush body and finish. Wow, I just I just smell. I don't get any of those smells. I got the cherry on the nose. Yeah. Looking for it, I guess I can see the vanilla bean. I don't get the red licorice or the pomegranate at all. Like if I really try, I can get the cherry. Yeah, if you think vanilla while smelling it. I can get the cherry on the flavor. The oak, like just the tannins, are hitting me. All right. Um, so we need a rating system for our fancy pants. Yeah. Um, I would say 
I think on a on a scale from I'm going to feed this to the pigs to gift it. We got to do better. Lord. We got to do better than that because this is going to be the rating system that we have to keep using. I know. So like I, I and like so we have like uh we had the classic uh zero to ten or one to ten depending on who's rating. Yep. Uh, for the beers, uh, we need something, something more classy. That's uh, true. We need something classy for how we're rating it. I think we should give it a letter grade. Oh, a letter grade. Yeah. All right. So A to Z. Uh, do yeah. Do we want to do like a A to Z, which uh, would be I think hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Z being the best. Or do you want to like uh, kind of give it like the classic uh, as is classic e, as as is classic uh, the the uh, classic a, a B C D E F. Except there is no E. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll put an E in there. A B C D F. And if for some reason we see something that is above an A, we give it an S. For stupendous. Yes. All right. Or stupid rich. Yeah. All right. Well, since this is our, uh, do you would you like to grade? Would would you, would you like to grade first? I'm gonna give this a Lord Carlos, please. You know, grade this. I actually kind You're of Somalia. I do enjoy this one. I'm gonna give this a B. So, uh, as as like I'm partial to the California grape. Um, I don't know what that means. Those California raisins, too. Yeah, like uh, those California raisins, they're the best. We, uh, on Homebrew Bound today, we had a rant against craisins, the worst of the dried fruits. Craisins suck. Yeah, no, everybody knows that it's dates is where it's at. Dude, dates are fucking delicious. Yeah. You, you, fuck it. You, you are like, you put a goddamn Fig Newton in front of me. Oh, I'll be happier than a pig and shit. Um, I haven't had a Fig Newton in a long time. I would like a Fig Newton, please. Do you have any? A uh, nope. Damn it. Um, all right. So, anyway, classy. Um, because this is the first wine that we're tasting, I feel like I need to leave room to go places, and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yep. I think I have to give this a very solid average, but I like it, so it needs to be above average. Yeah. So I think I'm going to give it a C plus. Okay. Right, because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yet. Yeah, like I, I gave it a B because I know that I've had wines that I haven't agreed with in the past, and yep. like this one is like I, I, I like the dryness. I like what's got going for it. Well, I probably have to drive later, so yeah. you are welcome to have as much of this wine as you'd like because it's your birthday. All right, you go ahead and get white girl wasted. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So that is the line thirty nine. Uh, California Pinot Noir. I just drained my glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the classiest thing you could have done. I'm waiting for you to house the fucking bottlenecks. <laughs> no. And now the Department of Offense presents news with Casey. That's me. Police in Northern Ontario say they received a call for help from a man driving a stolen vehicle. Ontario Provincial Police said officers uh, with the Nipik, 
Nipigon uh, Detachment near Thunder Bay were called to a local gas station by a commercial driver. The driver, police said, asked for help with a locked fuel card. However, when investigators arrived, they found out that the vehicle had been reported stolen in Missyaga uh, earlier that day. Missisaga? Missisaga. Uh, the allegedly stolen vehicle was a 2019 Peterbilt uh, transport truck. Ontario police uh, and or said uh, Mohammed al-Bashiri, a 48-year-old from Winnipeg, was charged with possession of property obtained by a crime over $5,000. So maybe, if you're driving stolen property, don't call the cops. Although, it sounds like maybe he didn't know it was stolen property. So, it eh, could have been a whole thing. But it was stolen that day, so, eh, I don't know. All right, Carlos, this one's just for you. I think uh, I think this is this is a person you could aspire to be. All right. I think this is right up your alley. 14-year-old Isaac uh, Ortman is sleeping outside of a lake, uh, Lakeside Presbyterian Church Wednesday night in a structure he built called a Quincy. Uh, it's just another form of snow cave. You just have to put the snow there before you can carve it out, which is the difficult part, said Isaac. He's built a few of them, and I've tested them out. And you can wait, walk wait, over he them. had to put the snow there first? What? Yep. Yeah, he he, he yeah he put the snow there first. Wait, wait, so like, was it like just grass was, was there? It was just like maybe a, a state where it's cold, but there was also, and he just had like a truck back and pour snow no, down? I'm pretty but... sure he's in uh, Michigan or Ohio or something like okay. there's snow. So there was snow, but he had to bring more snow in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's built a few of them, and I've tested them out, and you can walk over the top of them and all that stuff, said Isaac's father and Boy Scout troop leader, Andrew Ortman. So basically, you pile snow, uh, pile the snow, and as you pile it up, the snow melts a little bit so it gets firmer. Then you wait a little while, then you dig it out, and now they're, now they're safe. Isaac piled the snow on Tuesday, giving it two days to set before he dug the cave. Part of the process is placing sticks all over the top. The sticks are actually a lot longer, uh, but they go into the snow 12 to 18 inches. That way, I don't think... That's why I don't think too close or don't dig too close to the edge. Sleeping in this hut marks 1,000 consecutive nights that Isaac has slept outside. Do his parents just hate him? I think so. I honestly think so. <laughs> uh, we had a break for five days during school, and me and my dad uh, left our cabin, and I slept outside all five days. And I challenged my scout troop to sleep outside uh, for longer than me, said Isaac. Sleeping outside soon became the new normal for the teenager. He started off saying uh, he just wants to sleep outside for a week. And then went for maybe I'll sleep outside for a few more days. This kid sounds insufferable. Then we sat down and had kind of a conversation. I said, well, you can make a decision every night. Uh, you're going to sleep outside or you can make one decision and not have to make uh, 365 decisions. It's okay if you make a decision. That sentence didn't make any fucking sense. Uh, what's going to happen is... So his, he's going to make the one decision to sleep outside instead of inside where there's choices. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, what's going to happen is people rally around you, support you, and it'll be a really fun experience, said Andrew. And, what's, and that's what's happened. You get a year, and then two years, and he's coming up on three almost, so he's having a good time. Over the past couple of years, Isaac has slept outside in temperatures as cold as minus 38, but he says that he prefers that over the summer heat. You can always add more layers in the winter to get warm, but in the summer, there's only so many layers you could take off to get cooler. I think Andrew can just fuck off. Well, Andrew's his dad. Oh. Isaac is the kid. They can both fuck off. Oh, absolutely. Like, the entire oh. thing is... I remember using like making snow port uh, snow forts way back in the day, and just like 
some of them got pretty large. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, especially like if like a big snow and then like the plow comes by. So like you have this giant, even bigger pile of snow. Although I remember being told as a, a kid, like not to, uh, uh, not to build uh, snow forts right in that giant pile of amazing snow right by the road because apparently a plow can come by and then uh, like it could cause a collapse on me. It could also just block the entrance with too much snow and then you're stuck in there. Yeah, and then I and and then can't if it collapses and then you just die. Yeah. You just die. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't just die, like you suffocate. Yeah. But it takes a minute. Yeah. No, it takes more than a minute. That's for a couple minutes. Well, depending on the pocket that you have too, it could take a couple hours. Oh, I guess like if uh, I'm assuming like that the air did not make it in there for a long because if there's, yeah, <laughs> not great. Uh, let's see. Uh, Isaac is currently a star trooper. Uh, just <laughs> I didn't realize that was a level. Um, just two levels below an equal stout. Do you think the? Do you think they've ever seen starship troopers? I don't know. I uh, I oh he doesn't go inside, so I don't think he's ever seen Starship <laughs> Troopers. As Isaac's uh, scout leader and father, don't forget this. I Andrew trusts him to put his outdoor skills to good use. He knows not to put food and candy in his tent and stuff like that," said Andrew. So he's pretty smart. So he doesn't have food and candy while he's outside. <laughs> was has a challenge for himself has led to fun stories along the way. So was this one time I think a couple of summers ago where I was sitting down on a couch watching TV and a big old black bear comes up to our uh, screen porch patio and it's rubbing up against the screen door, walks around the house and 30 minutes later I go out and sleep in my tent. Uh, that's not a fun story. That's just like a yeah, story about you seeing a bear one time. You, and being dumb. Being, well, it's a black bear. It's yeah, fine. but like still, like it was like, all right, well, I'm now going to go out to my tent outside. No, it's just... So he's... The only remarkable thing is instead of sleeping in a bedroom... He just sleeps outside. Yeah. He still spends all day inside. Yeah. I think he can just fuck off. He can I don't like this kid. No, this kid is... I mean, the more I read, the more I kind of hate this kid. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I have two overcoats and a sleeping bag that I put on top of me. Then I have two underquilts underneath. Uh, me and a rain protector and stuff. He said, I'm really proud of him. He made uh, some good decisions in his life, and he's doing awesome, said Andrew. His, so, wait, he, so his dad is considering him sleeping outside all the time, only outside. A good outside. decision. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is a shitty father. Yep. Like, shitty father of the year, I think. Like, so far, I mean, we're really early into it, but... He's got to be like, Isaac... You gotta sleep inside. You so, can't sleep outside all. You can maybe on the weekends. On the weekend, fine, but like five out of seven days of the week, sleep inside. You, you know, what my parents would have said to me if I'd been like, "No, I'm sleeping outside on like a school night." Get your fucking ass in your bed. Yeah. Like, go to bed. Stop being ridiculous. Like, we spent a lot of time outside as kids, but the nighttime, like after dinner. You went to the bed where they, like, knew where you were <laughs> and you weren't going to get eaten by fucking bears. Ugh, man. I hate that kid. <laughs> man, I thought it was going to be an aspirational story for you. No. Like, you, too, could be homeless a thousand days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, with... I mean, so he was listing all and this. And with all that, he's only a star scout. I know. 
in every other aspect. Of- also, can you imagine being in a troop with that fucker? How insufferable he is. Yeah. He doesn't have any friends at school. No. He's that motherfucker who wears his Boy Scout uniform to school. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, like, he even said, like, he challenged uh, all his, like, uh, uh, clanmates isn't right, the word. Not the right word. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, scoutmates. Uh, all his scoutmates to. Uh, clanmates. <laughs> Different type of uniform. <laughs> uh, to the, um, to do it, as, like, longer than he has outside. And that is dumb. Like, Oh, it's I, so dumb. I would hate to be in the same uh, scout thing as he, him. Oh, it's just, oh, man. Uh, in the Philippines, a pr- pound of red onions currently costs more than a pound of meat. Uh, this is a concern since the vegetable is a common ingredient in Filipino food. Uh, food prices are being pressured worldwide as a result of global inflation due to a host of causes, including the uh, Russia-Ukraine war, uh, supply chain issues, and extreme climate change. Uh, red and white onions were sold for as much as 600 pesos, or $10.92 per kilo, according to the Agricultural Department's analysis of market pricing in Manila as of January 9th. So a kilo is about two pounds. So you're looking at five, or almost six bucks a pound, or five fifty a pound. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Like, I just bought five pounds for three dollars. Yeah, but even here, groceries are expensive. Oh, yeah. You know, everything's going up. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, so uh, the magazine stated that according to the market monitoring figures, uh, the price is almost three times as expensive as chicken and 25 to 50% uh, more expensive than pork or beef. One kilogram of onions costs more than the Philippine a minimum wage for a full day's work. National statistician uh, Dennis Mappa, in a briefing on January 5th, said that the increase in consumer prices in the Philippines reached an all-time high of 8.1% in December, with onions accounting for 0.3% of the increase. In order to supplement declining domestic supplies and stop price increases, the Philippines agriculture authorities announced the nation would have to resort to importing over 22,000 tons of onions by March. Uh, the country's average monthly demand of the vegetables is around 17,000 metric tons. It is noted that on December 30th, uh, the president of the Philippines, uh, Bongbong Marcos, uh, directed the Trade Department to set an onion suggested retail price of 250 pesos, or uh, 4.55 per kilo. Despite the price cap, onions continued to be expensive. The outlet stated that the Philippine uh, that Philippines customs officials seized illegal red onions from China worth an estimated three hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars, hidden by boxes of bread and pastries. Smuggled white onions worth three hundred nine thousand dollars, hidden in packages purporting to contain clothing. What are you looking up? Oh, I was getting ready for our discussion topic. I, oh, okay, I okay, okay. Look up. All right, uh, and more food shortages. New Zealand is in the grip of a nationwide egg shortage, which is driving up wholesale prices and putting its much-loved dessert, uh, pavlova, at risk. Is what? Pavlova. 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 Um, I'll show you a picture here in just a second. It's a baked dessert with uh, with it's a meringue-based dessert originating originating in either Australia or New Zealand in the early 20th century. You know, it doesn't ring a bell. It's not making me drool either. I mean, I kind of want to try it. 
when I go to New Zealand. Well, you can have some Pavlov bread, pa- Pavlov bread when you yep. go there. Uh, supermarket shelves are bare, and some stores are putting restrictions on the number of eggs customers can buy. A, lo- the, a long-awaited government ban on battery-caged hens came into effect this month. Battery-caged? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there in a second. Um, squeezing supplies and driving up costs. My, uh, Michael Books, executive director of the country's Egg Producers Federation, said there's, there now aren't enough hens in New Zealand to keep up with the demand. There are currently 3.5 million laying hens but 3.9 million are needed to ensure supply. Kylie Harvey is a baker who owns Chaos Bakery in New Zealand's biggest city, Auckland. She uses 480 eggs a week and is now having to hunt around to get enough for her uh, creations. We haven't been able to get eggs from our usual bulk suppliers, so we're basically going to supermarkets and clearing them out of eggs. I guess it's a good time to learn vegan baking? I suppose. Uh, It's been hard because they've bought them, uh, they've, brought in limits, so some places you can't go in and buy with more than two trays of eggs. Without them, as Harvey says, she can't make one of New Zealand's most popular dishes, pavlova, a meringue-based dessert in which a key ingredient is egg white. It's a problem I didn't think we'd have. I don't think eggs, uh, I didn't think eggs would be something that would be an issue ever. The Egg Producers Federation of New Zealand says more than three quarters of its members have had to change their farming methods or leave the industry since 2012 when the government announced it intended to ban eggs from battery-caged hens. Battery cages can be as small as an A4 piece of paper, which is the standard, like, uh, 8.5 by 11, Mm -hmm. um, and are widely considered to be cruel uh, to chickens. The practice is banned in most of Europe, including the UK, along with Mexico, Israel, and Canada. Notice the US isn't in there. You know what they need to do. Turn these they, those chickens and hens. Though they need some exercise, they need to turn those battery cages into battery cages, so that they have a moving floor. So when they run, because because it will rotate with them, kind of like a, kind of like a cat wheel or something like that. So it'll exercise them, and the movement of the chicken can generate power. Oh, chicken powered, uh, chicken powered cities. Oh, you'd have to have a lot of chickens for that. Would that make everything that you fry on an electric stove chicken fried? You know, I think it would. Um, Australia 2 has announced it is phasing out cages by 2036. Uh, Mr. Brooks says... Australia 2, my favorite country. (laughs) Mr. Brooks says many farmers shifted to colony egg production, which gives the birds bigger cages and more uh, room to move around. But in 2019... He says, came an announcement which shocked the industry. Our two supermarket chains, uh, there's only two supermarket chains in all of New Zealand. I mean, it's the size of a state. Yeah, it's not very big. Uh, decided within a couple of weeks of each other that uh, as from 2025 to 2026, they would no longer sell eggs from colony cage systems. And that threw the farmers who were still to transition into uh, complete disarray. Because what were they going to do? If they were going to go free range, they'd have to buy an entirely new farm. New Zealand's producers have also been hit by the problems affecting... Although I I can also see why that would happen, why they would do it this way, because otherwise the farmers would be like, oh, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to keep doing it this. Like, they they would still have no reason to change. Yeah. Um... The war in Ukraine has pushed up the price for feed, and diseases have reduced the bird population. That's why our egg prices are going way up, is because there's been a big outbreak of avian flu. There usually is, every couple years. Yep. Um, New Zealand government says that it's in regular contact with operators and farmers who need to transition for battery-caged hens. Uh, It has added that, uh, adds that the, the, anyway, so... 
end of the line here is egg shortage in shops has triggered buying frenzy for pet chickens. Searches for the birds in New Zealand's biggest online auction site have doubled over the last week. So a hen usually costs um, 18 New Zealand dollars, about 9 US, right? Wow, that's really cheap. Yep. How much do you think it is now? 100 bucks. Not quite. Uh, 80 NZ, so 40 US. Mm -hmm. But that's, I mean, that's huge. That's a massive increase. Yeah. That's like 10 times as much. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot for selling hens on auction sites, I guess. I mean, I love to sell, sell chickens on eBay. Yeah. It's my favorite. All right, Carlos, that brings us to our discussion topic for today. Yeah. Which you have. Yeah, so uh, like there was a, the recent uh, ba- very badly received uh, Scooby-Doo spinoff called Velma. Which, so why was it so badly received? So uh, there's a couple reasons why. Uh, I'm not going to get into everything in, about it, but basically like one of the big things is like uh, uh, some people were very offended by the fact that they changed the race of everybody, which that's not my issue with it. Uh, there is no Scooby-Doo. Uh, Scooby-Doo so does wait, not So it's a exist. Scooby-Doo show without Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Then why the fuck use the Scooby-Doo characters? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Velma is absolutely insufferable. Uh, and uh, odd jinkies. Yeah, and it's just it's just uh, just all around. A Why mess. is she insufferable? And, well, uh, she, for, to give you an example, she keeps uh, <laughs> she like kept, keeps talking about how uh, white people. And how terrible, like, white people are in, like, a lot of things. And it's just weird. It's like, what? That is kind of weird. Like, this is a children's show, right? Oh, or, no. No, this no, is an this adult is not This a, is HBO okay. Max. Oh, okay. But unlike the the great Harley Quinn uh, show, uh, this is, like, nobody likes I haven't this. watched Harley Quinn. Have you? I've seen a, a bunch of clips from it. It's really good. Okay. Maybe I should add that to my, like, uh, I've been watching Avenue 5 this week, yeah. and it's just, I, oh, I finished it. Holy shit. What a great show. Yeah, but uh, basically, it's just like it's. I think it's sitting at like a eight percent or less on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh God, Here, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll get you the yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a different Hanna Barbera property and we're gonna make a new show off of that. Seven percent audience 7%, score, fifty-five yeah. percent tomato meter. Wow, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh wow, that is. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. That's like real bad. For, like for an audience score. Like that's bad. That's real bad. <laughs> I don't know who, what. That is a bucket of vomit yep. next to. I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything that bad. Like normally, like uh, like you could have like a, a really bad tomato score and then like the, uh, the but the viewer stuff will, the, will be rated higher. But it's just. In comparison. Mm-hmm. Manos, the hands of fate. Yeah. Like famously the worst movie. Ever. Oh, that's gonna ha- that's that's not fair. You're looking at like a uh, audience reviews for some people who've decided to watch the most terrible movie ever, and that's gonna be pretty high. Twenty percent. That's pretty high. Thirteen percent higher than film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna create a we're gonna have like our own Hanna Barbera shows. Okay. I'm I'm down with this. So I decided to go with an obscure one. Okay. Oh, uh, you want to go? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I can go go first. So there was a, an old show called Thunder the Barbarian, post-apocalyptic uh, setting. Uh, there was Thunder the Barbarian. He had a laser sword. Uh, 
there's a little picture of him for Casey. He has like a Chewbacca like uh, ally. So he's a shitty version of Luke Skywalker. Oh, it's, he's a barbarian. He's a straight up barbarian. Like, he why does he have a laser sword? It's I don't know. It's because also post apocalyptic, and they have laser. They, it's like a holdover from the last of fallen civilization or whatever. So is it like post Jetsons pre Flintstones? No, that you, no, it'd be post uh, Flintstones post Jetsons. Well, no, I I thought I thought the theory was the Jetson society like devolved and became the Flintstones. Well, society. but the, but they had a crossover where they traveled back in time to the Flintstones. Or was it forward in time because of the alien? I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, there's also some stuff, weird stuff in there. Like there's a dinosaur in there that like shoots like has like a, a like the dinosaurs in it are very horrible looking wait in barbarian and thunder the barbarian oh there's like yeah no this is absolutely like they're not actual dinosaurs they're like monstrosities yeah no that's like this is this is this is proving my point that this show takes place between the jetsons and the flintstones because no. flintstones they shouldn't know what a goddamn fax machine is okay that's not fair because uh, everybody knew well, they, they used the fax machine because that's what like people thought was fancy. They're they're cavemen. They shouldn't know what a fax machine is. Yeah. So uh, my my idea is to take Thunderbolt the Barbarian, this like ragtag barbarian, his wife. They have like some kids. Uh, they have these weird monster things. Like there's a Triceratops type thing that shoots pellets from its not from its nose. Yeah, this Chewbacca like that because they take they take they took a lot of stuff. Lightsaber. They took the Chewbacca. But I think they should settle down in middle of America, and I think. Correct me if this is if this has been done before. Let me know. I think it should be animated, except America, middle America, like uh, is also is just the regular actors, and Patrick Warburton voices Thunder the Barbarian. So. So these people from a post-post-apocalyptic uh, society of, like, wastelands and uh, swinging laser swords to solve all your problems, uh, like, live in middle America. So, like, Encino Man, but with... Except to be backwards, because they're from the future. Oh, oh, so they're from the future. And how they're there, does, 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 there's some excuse. You just have some excuse. Like, it doesn't matter how they yeah. got there. Like that, I don't. I don't know if this has. I'm surprised that this hasn't been. This has to have been done. There has to have been like an animated animation and uh, live action. Oh, there was. Uh, it was on Hulu, uh, where there was an animated barbarian. Who, well, that's like <laughs> that's, that's, really. Oh God, what was that show called? Um, well, it wasn't Hulu. Um, it wasn't voiced by Patrick Warburton. I might have to come up with a Son di- of Zorn. 2016 to 2017. <sighs> I have to come up with a different <laughs> idea. They did it already. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, here's the synopsis. Animation and live action collide when cartoon barbarian dad uh, leaves his worn-torn village to reconnect with his moody, non-animated teenage son in suburbia. The only difference is he doesn't have a laser sword. That's it. That's the. <laughs> I got. I got to do something different now. Like, <laughs> I can't do my Thunder of the Barbarian neighborhood sitcom thing. No, they did. 
did it. <laughs> well, I think of like my new thing. You want, you oh man, one? you're so depressed. <laughs> like, I we're, we're not doing video right now, but the body language is so defeated. <laughs> you were like, I have the greatest idea ever. Fuck, they did it. <laughs> All right, I got it. I mean, this this is it. So I'm got going with some obscure, weird thing just to fill out my barbarian fantasy. I'm doing something that's actually going to make money. We know that Hollywood comes to us for all the best ideas, and here it is. We're doing a gritty reboot of the Jetsons. A gritty reboot of the Jetsons, Yep, huh? it's going to be completely live action. Think uh, Handmaid's Tale type shit. So the Jetsons universe... It has everything that will make great primetime TV, like a great drama. It has what could be like this, like shiny exterior. Like looking in, the Jetsons have it all. They got a robot maid. They got a robot dog. They're a happy family. Yeah. Then you switch the camera to like some darker lighting you add some shadows and then a voiceover because oh what judy jetson the only way she can get everything done during the day is switching or is like doing all of the space drugs george jetson turns out he's part of some kind of government that keeps everything down i don't need to remember all the characters in the jetsons one second. Meet George Jetson. All right. George Jetson. Yeah. Does he Jane, work at- his wife. He works at a factory. You know what that factory creates? Murder bots to keep the, the lower uh, classes down. Jane Jetson. Yeah. Addicted to painkillers. Why? Because why not? And also she's racist. Okay. Elroy Jetson. Right? Up-and-coming mobster. Little boy, he's going to be a mobster. Judy Jetson, she's been she's been disowned by the family, and now she's a whore. Wow. Uh, real, really going in for the drama here. Yeah, of course. You know who doesn't cause any issues? Astro. Everybody fucking loves Astro. Oh, I was mixing... He's a dog. I, I, I apologize. I was mixing up... Uh, the the barbarian with uh, the herculoids. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the one with their family. Uh, the the barbarian when I talked the, the the one I talked about before was uh, had a laser sword. Herculoids is no laser sword. Yeah. Oh no, I got it. I got it all wrong. Scratch my entire my entire thing from the record. All right. The Jetsons. George loses his job, and has. To make rent. Space rent. Future rent. So. And he has cancer. Yeah. We're doing Breaking Bad, but with yeah. the Jetsons. <laughs> Every, they're, they're a happy future family. But then his cousin... Needs, like, gives him a quick way. Anyway, anyway, the Jetsons plus drugs equals money. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, we could do the same thing, gritty reboot of the Flintstones, except, uh, I don't know, Fred beats his wife. <laughs> like the Honeymooners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> right? That, that, was, that was the honeymooners. I think so. <laughs> and pow, straight to the moon. And the only reason Barney still, like, Barney thinks Fred is his friend, but he's really, like, boinking his wife behind his back. Wow. So here's my idea then. Uh, my new idea. Which I had to scroll through a list of Hanna Barbera properties and try to go with one that Adult Ooh, Swim has not one. done oh, yet. Oh yeah, go ahead. Because Adult Swim's done so many things already with these properties, like Sea Lab 2021. There's a great show. Uh, but basically, what I'm thinking is bring back wacky races. Uh, hang on. For for those of us, uh, those listeners who don't know, what is wacky races? So it's uh, wacky. Is basically they have like a bunch of Hanna Barbera. Like there's a couple of villains like Whipley, like Whiplash, uh, uh, his weird dog, and like all these other like weird other Hanna Barbera type styled characters that all do a race. And like every time, like Whiplash will be in the lead in every episode, but then he'll stop to cheat and then he'll lose because he was in the lead and he stopped to cheat and it, his cheating failed. Okay. And then, like, somebody else will win every time, like Penelope Pit Stop or somebody else like that. So doing that, except it's Mad Max. And they have to race every week for water. Okay. They haven't done that one yet. Yeah. Because I just looked up, like, there was a 2013 movie uh, or a short, and then there was a new series from 2017 and 2019. But your Mad Max one is safe. They did a wacky race that came back? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but a Mad Max version of it. No, no, that one has not been. Ex- uh, that one does not. And they have like everybody has like weirdo, weird ass uh, uh, cars. I know there was like a. Uh, oh, hang, no, there was one in 2022, a live action. What they a live action wacky? Race? Uh, dark comedy drama animated film. Hang on, yeah, they might. Yep, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> they can't have done it again. Hang on. Uh, people love races, but one thing better than watching a race is complete, uh, competing in one. Uh, this is the biggest racing event in history. Every year, 11 racers compete for a chance at greatness in competition organized by an anonymous figure. One infamous racer, multiple-time winner named Dick Dastardly, lives up to his name as the baddest man on the road. By hook or by crook, with his canine sidekick, uh, Muttley. Uh, and he doesn't plan on relinquishing the title anytime soon. There are a few newcomers this year, including uh, Ant Hill Mob, Peter Perfect, and Ultimate Underdog Penelope Pitstop. While everyone else is skilled, Penelope has only been training for months. Can she hang with the best? And I don't. I don't think that's official. I don't think what you're looking at is an official thing. Oh, okay. Because I, I, last thing I see on Wikipedia for Wacky Races is uh, 2017's uh, TV series. Oh, it does say it will be released April 10th, 2020. So it might not be out. Might have never came out. That might be what happened. It was supposed to have Stephen Amell in it. Wow, that it definitely. Oh, and The Rock. That never happened. That, yep, that, that's that, never that, happened. That, this is a fake project. <laughs> that is a. I want it so bad though now. <laughs> okay, I like it. All right. All right, I have I have one more final pitch right. for you. I think it's I think it's the best of my three because it can't be that Birdman's a lawyer because that's. No, we're done. I, no, I, I'm going with Scooby Doo. All right, right, all right. So we're gonna do a mix animation, live action Scooby Doo. Okay. Right. All right. So it's it's mixed genre. Um. So it opens with a standard like so. I this, I'm pitching the pilot. Right. Uh, just like the first bit of the pilot, because again, just thought of it now. Yeah. Um. The 
like it opens with a standard like like in media res with the finishing of like a Scooby-Doo mystery, right? Like you have like it starts with the chase and then like the demasking of the villain and everything. And then like uh, as like credits would roll, um, the camera pans out and there's a slow dissolve into like Shaggy's eye as it like pulls out. And you see Shaggy in a straight jacket. Oh. Because it's all happening in his head. Oh. Yep. Like Wilbur. The, the thing where the, 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 the dog, guy in the dog suit, but it's all in his head. It's, yeah, exactly. It's all in Frodo's head. Yeah, it's all in Frodo's head. Um, except, like, he's he's in, like, in for, like, serious psychiatric help. Um, and every time, like, he gets his pills, they call them Scooby Snacks. Oh. And, yeah, it's, like, it's it's a little, like, one co- flew over the cuckoo's nest or... That's pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we could sell it to AMC. Yeah. There's been some good... Uh, some good Scooby Doo shows over the years, though. I, I saw there have been some really good ones. Do you ever see Pup Named Scooby Doo? That was yeah. them as kids, and that was a great every yep. every time. Like because the, they had like a a bully at school called Red Herring. Every time, like Fred would blame Red Herring for because <laughs> Fred's an idiot. <laughs> Fred's straight up an idiot. He's really good at uh, at like traps, and that's it. Yeah. that's what he's good at. Um, I like Scooby Doo is probably one of my favorite childhood cartoons. Yeah. Um, though I think I think we can all agree that the worst character ever introduced in Scooby Doo was goddamn Scrappy Doo. You know I, I didn't mind him as much, I, but like every time I knew the they were not they were inferior to like the full gang together. Because when you have the full gang together, it's a you're in for some fun. Do you, do you remember the first live action Scooby Doo movie? Yeah, with that the, was so much fun. Yeah. Until it was revealed that Scrappy Doo was the villain, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, that's but a it, great like, turn. it was like ah, it was kind of a letdown. Like I want it, like because it was actual like that was supernatural a, a shit. Hell like, of a cast they had. Oh, I know, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, <laughs> yeah, uh, Matthew Lillard, like yeah. the best Shaggy to ever be on screen. Yeah, no, like he's like forever tied to it's being Shaggy and <laughs> Scooby Doo. Oh my God! Uh, who else was uh, Freddie Prince Jr. was in that movie? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, uh, Linda Cardellini was Velma. Yep. God damn it! That was such a good movie. We should watch that movie. <laughs> Holy shit! That was such a good movie. And the rest of them weren't. I think I watched Scooby Doo too. I didn't see any other movies. I I saw the first one. I don't remember most of it. I remember, uh, like, there was this scene with uh, Scooby and Shaggy and, like, the mystery machine and, like, the smoke was just pouring out and they were just making, like, paninis. Yeah. Just paninis. And not getting high and getting the munchies. Like, but they, they made that joke. That, yeah, that, yeah. It's good yeah. for them for making the like, joke. They had to. Yeah. And, like, Velma was, I mean, just so gay. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I saw that. But, like, yeah, that's, like, one of the things that the people have said, like, is, like, going back, like, she was, like, it was pretty obvious that she was. Velma's like, obviously gay. Yeah. Like, and, like, her thing for Freddy is just a beard. Like, yeah. that's, yeah. I didn't know she had anything for Fred. Uh, I mean, it happened, like, every once in a while there'd be, like, a thing. Or maybe maybe Fred had the thing for her and, like, was just, like. Because, like, Daphne is hanging on to Fred real fucking hard. 
don't know. It, uh, it felt like they were like, uh, well, like in the class, in the original like show, it felt like uh, maybe whatever was like, was, uh, I don't know. It wasn't very clear. Like if there's any yeah. sort of relationship at all. Did you uh did you ever watch the or see the supernatural episode where they crossed over with Scooby Doo? I did not. It uh, sounds amazing. It's so good. So Dean basically gets sucked into a Scooby Doo cartoon. Oh yeah. Yep. And just like uh, he 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 bangs Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> Because of course he does. Yeah. Like, and then he's like, goes to real, and Velma doesn't believe him until like people start getting mis dismembered, and like, <laughs> it's it it's in like the fourteenth or fifteenth season, uh, and it works as a standalone. I highly recommend, even if you don't watch Supernatural, go watch the Supernatural episode of. Or the the Scooby Doo Supernatural episode. It's such a great cro crossover, and like they do the Scooby Doo theme song, like do they they do the whole thing, and they just go balls in. <laughs> well, I think that's a high note. Right it is there. a high note. Yeah. So we should probably get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm hungry anyway. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnessstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnessstudios, or follow us on Instagram at blindnessstudios. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>